0: Welcome to the Thank Generation of Wealth Podcast, episode number 80. And I am your host, Amir Estimo. Thank you very much for tuning in for today's episode. I always like to start each episode with gratitude and appreciation. First of all, I'd like to say I appreciate everyone that takes the time to listen to this podcast. You could be doing anything in this world, but the fact Mm -hmm. that you're listening to this podcast is much appreciated. I am also grateful for the people that just tune into this podcast or even share it with a friend and just helping the podcast grow as far as just getting the message out, getting the word out where we talk about wealth, assets and prosperity. Okay. Now, the last few episodes, I've been talking a lot about, well, a lot about something that I've been dealing with when it comes to just starting a business and one thing i've been sharing is uh recently probably about maybe last maybe seven eight months uh, i've started a land investing business and one thing i realized is that whatever you start is not easy at all so you just have to keep at it and i have to keep reminding myself why am i doing this why am i constantly doing this whether it's marketing whether it's sending some type of yeah marketing mailers or anything to that nature, and you know people calling you back and then you're getting a no or they're cursing you out, and that's the thing about business people don't talk about. You see some of these people and they're successful, but you don't know what exactly they had to go through. And trust me, is for me starting a business which it, has been eight months now, and. Or at least close to it, then it's it hasn't been peaches and cream. it hasn't been oh, I get a deal on the contract and then I sell it and or I buy land and I just flip it so easy. None of that happens at all, but let me tell you why I chose land investing <clears throat> now you fix your credit we talk about I've talked about credit repair fixing your credit, how you could do that, okay? And I think I would like to talk a little bit more, I think, probably going forward, a little bit more about investing, especially in land. I figure at this point, you know, if you, when it comes to your credit, obviously that's just what you need. You need that to do it, to function as a human being in this world, because everything you do, whether it's buying a home, buying a car, even jobs some jobs or even insurance they check your credit they just got to make sure you're a responsible person what you sign on you're going to do now you get that figured out now you say okay you know what financial freedom what do i want so i say okay you know what my credit's fixed now the next thing is financial freedom right so what do you want you want financial freedom How do you obtain that? Well, there's levels to that. Okay. And you guys can go check out previous episode, episode number 75, where I talk about the seven levels of financial freedom. So you can see or hear. Sorry about that. So now I'm going to tell you why I chose land investing though and why I will stick to it and keep at it. And right now, number one, so, you want to get into real estate. So, let's say investing. So, real estate is a sort of investing, but real estate does have, you have to have certain skill sets when it comes to getting into real estate. Now, I'm not saying I'm an expert at this, but this is what my experience and previous real estate I've done, and also. These are being surrounded by people who've shared their experiences with me, too, when it comes to real estate. So now you could you could do stock investing. You can do crypto, NFT. NFT is a new thing now. And I probably won't talk too much about NFT on this podcast because I don't know much about it. And it just seems like something I just haven't been comfortable enough to even learn yet. So probably won't talk that. We've talked about crypto. So if you want to learn about crypto investing, you can go to, I think it's episode Dr. Hans, which I shared episode 60, uh, which is episode 60 with Dr. Hans, and then also episode 56. So if you're, there's two two episodes where he talks about crypto and Bitcoin. So you can check those episodes out to see if you want to gain you want to gain your knowledge now uh, and I I don't talk too much about NFTs because I, I just don't know much about it but real estate I've talked about real estate in previous episodes and if you want to listen to how you can make big profits in land investing listen to episode 64 also how you can get started in land investing which is episode 65 so you could check out those two episodes if you want to learn more because I probably, I'm probably i not going to touch too much into that. Also, if you want to find out about real estate, and then I mentioned previous episode, episode 33, where I talk about there's four ways to get into real estate investing and build generational wealth. So you can check out any of those episodes for references if you want to learn a little bit more. Now, the reason I, you can get a real estate. One, you can get into multifamily investing, which is apartments. Uh, You could be what they call a syndicator, or you can be just a passive investor. So if you're a syndicator, you're the one who's putting the deal together. You're the one who's talking to contractors. You're the one who's coming up with a business plan, all that. That's all on you. If you want to get into apartment investing, then if you want to get it, you want to be a passive investor, generally you get into what they call into a deal. You put your money into it, and then there's some sort of return at the end of when the project is completed. So this is more high-level stuff, but I'm just giving you an idea. You can get, you can do it that way. Number one, you can get in the fix and flip, which is you find a property that needs to be repaired, and you buy the property. You can actually use what they call a hard money lender, so which is not using your own money. You can use a private lender, which is someone you may know, like a friend or family member or you can always just put up your own money too but the way really to to wealth to grow well is using other people's money opm because eventually what's going to happen is especially if you get into real estate if you don't have other ways to leverage cash you're going to run out of cash and it's going to be hard for you to be able to grow your business okay so always think of you reason is you want to be able to use other people's money you can use credit you can use uh, you can like I said those other two um, I mentioned before you can use any of those you can use your credit I believe it or not you can use your credit to even leverage that to get into real estate now if you you get you have that now you have your fix and flip going back to that fix and flip and that's where you find a property and you fix it up then you put it on the market. You sell it at full price. You find a seller. So you could probably get into a property, let's say at 100k. Hey, 100k. Now the property may need, let's say, another 100, maybe 50k of work. So now you're all in for 150. But if you sell the property, you make all these, you make all these fixing that needs to be done. Let's say you sell the property for 350,000. Now you just made 200,000 extra but that's not including yet holding costs that's not including also also let's say if you use a hard money lender there there's things you got to pay you got to pay them so that's not including that so all in you could the final could be is going to definitely be less than that especially if you're the one who's paying for closing costs and realtor fees and all that but the problem I did not like about that that model is because now you're dealing with contractors constantly and you have a time frame. So if you get this property under contract, you only have so much time where you really have to sell that property. Otherwise, it becomes, it becomes costing you more. So especially now, with the way the market is, it is very hard for fixing flippers right now because the market is so high. So right now, you're in a, what we call, this is a... Seller's market, if I, if I remember, if I understand, it's a seller's market now um, because it's just, or buyer's market. So you have your seller's market where people are selling their properties and then people are buying. And then you have a buyer's market where you're getting probably properties more under, cheaper, which is what happened in 2008. Once the market crashed, it was a buyer's market because buyers were actually getting properties for like dirt cheap. But now it's not like that anymore. We're in a seller's market. Okay. So I didn't like that model because I'm like, I don't want to deal with contractors. I don't want to deal with people. And let's say you run out of money and on a project that halt. It's just so much headache. And what you see on HGTV is nothing near what happens behind the scenes. And it looks good on the HGTV. but in reality, that's not that's not how it happens out. It's more to it. I didn't like that model. Apartments, I'm not a big fan of either, but it's in the way you can get into real estate is because we we look at now, let's say apartments rely a lot about growth. So if there's people moving to a certain area or let's say an Amazon or Tesla or some type of big corporation is going there or built there or moving there, you get a lot of that, the apartments. Well, people, they'll build apartments around that area because that's when it's very valuable. But what I didn't like about that is also if there's a downturn in the market. Then you're dealing with you're dealing with rent. You're dealing with renters. You're dealing with people. You're dealing with rent. And you have to have a very structure to that. Otherwise, you're going to struggle and you're going to fail. So that was apartments and then fix and flipping. And in wholesaling, wholesale real estate. Now you can get into that by finding a property, a distressed property, and then taking that property, putting it under contract between you and the, the seller. Then you can take that contract, which is the assignment, and assign it to a buyer for a fee. And sometimes that happens anywhere between 10 to 15,000 just depending on the property and depending on the buyer also. Now, the only problem, the problem with that is, is number one, you are, you are, it takes you a very long time and it's very competitive. So if you are, you don't have, you're not hustling as a wholesaler, it's really tough for you to survive because now you're going against some of these bigger corporations who have money and then you're going against other people too, who's everybody in your mom is probably wholesaling. Everybody in your mom is probably found their property and you know they they're doing wholesaling so that was another model i was was not a fan of then you have your buy and hold so your buy and hold is when you buy the property and again you can use that various ways. now when you buy a property you can do two ways depends on what's your exit plan but there's more ways to it but i'm just the two that i'm so familiar with is the buy and hold and then which is in your fix and flip now, when you fix and flip, you want to make transactional, meaning you want to buy a property. You want to buy the property, fix it up and sell it. Whereas in the in the buy and hold, that's more of a passive long term game. But the key here's the thing about that, though, is number one, you're dealing with tenants. It's just as like this is apartments, but now at a lower level, smaller scale. You're dealing with tenants. You're doing people calling you two, three in the morning. Oh, my my. Toilet broke and hey, you need to come and fix it. I'm out of hot water. That's all on you. So and on top of that, the money you make from buy and hold is not I don't think is that much to and then the hassle you have to deal with. For example, you may buy a property and you still have a mortgage on it. The tenant, yeah, they're paying your mortgage, but at the end of the day, it's your mortgage. So if you don't have no tenants in there, guess what? It's the it's on you. So that's why I was like, no. And then from past experience, my, my dad had a duplex. He he wanted to get into real estate, but he didn't have the understanding of how, what it was to be, a, a uh, to be the, you have tenants and you're the one who's the owner. Right. So I remember one time we had this, uh, we had this tenant that my dad rented to, and she just basically was, she was, she was very we could say very needy always needing something fixed and when it came time to pay up you can she didn't have the money or didn't have enough of it and the thing that is depending on the state you live you may have a state where it's more friendly towards tenants and then you may have a state where it's more friendlier towards the owners so the people who actually own the property the, the landlords so good thing for me, where I currently reside, I'm in a landlord state, but where I used to previously reside in Florida, that was more tenant friendly. So it was harder for you to kick tenants out. So I didn't like that also. Now I said, okay, you know what? What's, what's out there? I just kept looking and now I went to land. I said, you know what? Why land? And I think I read this article or a story a while back ago, how this family They owned some land. And then one of these corporations wanted to build. A real estate developer came and wanted to develop. They were developing a shopping mall or something in that area. Now, the people who owned the land, it was passed down from two generations. Meaning, the grandfather had it. Now, it's the dad who has it. And when it happened, so the real estate developer came the grandfather bought the property back in the i think it was the fifties for like two hundred bucks, very cheap. When they sold the property, the family ended up making the property they they when they sold the property to the real estate development company, I think they ended up making like a couple of millions of dollars. It was like three four millions of dollars and on top of that. The real estate they, they worked out a deal to where they were still getting paid, even though they sold the property, but they were still making money in the back end too. Meaning that they, the real estate developers, were paying them to use the property. So, for example, like at your home, you're paying the government taxes every single year be, to use to have your home on their property. When I saw with the county, even after that, and then on top, I think uh, when I ended up, when I became a homeowner, and what I realized was, I was like, man, the county is really smart. They're over here. Even if you pay off your home, you pay off your home, you still got to pay property taxes. That's never going away. Think about it. That is never going away. You're always going to pay property taxes. So why not join the game? Why not join the game of that too? Why not have people or a real estate company or these big corporations pay you in property taxes? They pay you to use because that's your land. They're paying you to use it. Do you know how that would set your family up for generations and generations and generations and generations? So that is why I want to get I went into land investing. I chose land because it's number one. No one's talking about it. Number two, I want I like to be challenged and land investing folks is not easy. It's hard. It's hard you can you can get a deal in a contract and it may take you months to sell it. Right? So people don't... It's easy... You know, if you probably have somebody say, oh man, you should get into land. But they're not telling you the truth. Yes, it's, it's a good niche to get in and you can make some big profits. But the downside of it, it takes time and it's hard. And it's boring. So therefore, no one wants to do that. So... Why, when the crowd is going to the left, why not go to the right? Because right now, the real estate market is completely a red ocean. So if you guys never read the book, The Blue Ocean Strategy, check that book out. It is a very good book. And right now, the real estate market, with all I just listed, is a red ocean. You want to be in the blue ocean, where it's less competition, and it gives you enough time to be creative. So you have your red and your blue. And that's why I chose land investing. And that's why I have to keep reminding myself, why am I doing this? And the reason I'm sharing this with you is if you have any thoughts about doing investing, maybe starting a business. And let's say you want to get into real estate, look into land investing. You'd be surprised you can even own acreages of land. And you don't know what could be done with that property. Now, if you want to, you can buy the property, build your own home, build your your own, do your own stuff with it, and because you own it. Now, you pay taxes for land. Folks, it's not even that expensive. It's nowhere near what you would pay for at a home. Land, you're probably paying, depends on their area. Now, don't quote, don't quote me on this. It just depends on the area. You can pay anywhere maybe 50 to 200 bucks a year. Very low maintenance. You're not having anybody calling you talking about, hey, my toilet broke, or dealing with contractors, or dealing with tenants at the apartment level. This is low barrier to entry, and it's less competition. It's a blue ocean right now. So if you have not thought about real estate investing, I encourage you to check out Land Investing. And even if you don't start a business, but get yourself some land, buy some land, because you can do all that stuff, real estate investing, whether it's what I just listed, but you can make it, you can do something much easier. And if you just hold it, now the only the thing about land investing there's no like if you have a home a property a home right there's chance you can fix it up and sell it and make more money well with land you don't have that there's no way of making it better it's just something you hold you're not going to make no extra money from it so you have to understand that side of it what people don't tell you is they gotta buy land but yeah you're not there's no residual income unless you do some type of what they call seller finance, right, or something to that something to that nature, to where you know you may pay a, a pay monthly, but other than that, there's it's it's not something that's easy to do. So just keep in mind the reason I'm sharing this with you is because owning land. If you go check out episode seventy one with Steve Harvey, there's a story he talked about how he had. He was always fishing in ponds when he was broke. because That was his way to survive. And then he then turned around and told himself that he's going to own himself the land. So check out that episode if you'd like to learn more about it. But Steve Harvey talked about, towards the end, he owned 300 acres of land. Check that episode out. Own some land, folks. Own some land and I'm telling you it's it's a it's easier than what you think people don't talk about it because it's not what I mean easier as in it's a low barrier to entry and I don't have I don't want to tell anybody I don't want to tell anybody hey this is how it works. this is what works this is what I'm doing and the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I see value in that and if you own some land man you don't know the sky's the limit and you don't know what could happen. Who's going to come knocking at your door, wanting to buy your land and you can set your family up for generations to come. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. I really do. If you like the content, please share and subscribe to please share the podcast and subscribe to it. The goal is to drop this podcast every Wednesday, 5 a.m. central. Also, rate and review the podcast i would like to know what you guys think what are your thoughts what could be better what would you like me to talk about also what what would you like to see improve on the podcast i think this is a collective effort and the only way this podcast is even going to grow even more is a collective effort and i appreciate anybody that's done help me out with this podcast so i'd really appreciate it so again so today's episode we talked i talked about land This is why I like land. And again, get yourself some land. Wealth, assets, and prosperity. Until next time, much love, peace.